Hello, friends. This is OB. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Today is July the 10th, 2020. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the Bible. Yes, I said it. We're going to have a Bible study. Now relax, calm down, take a deep breath, stay with me. This is going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. We're going to ask some really hard questions, uh, questions, and we're going to question our answers. So it's going to be fun. Before we get into our Bible study, I want to mention my other two podcasts that uh, if you haven't listened to, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to them. The first one, I talked about loving your neighbor as yourself. And we looked at Matthew chapter 22, 37 and following, where Jesus says, that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Um, given the situation that we find ourselves in, with the political unrest, with the rampant racism, guys, we need to love our neighbors, right? But you can't do that until you first love yourself. So I went through all of that. Uh, go back and, and listen to it. If you like it, share it with your friends. If you don't, then don't listen to it again, okay? <laughs> uh, the second uh, podcast was on, let's see, perception. And uh, we looked at that great uh, statement or that great uh, quote by um, a known saint. He said that perceptions are our ultimate reality, but not necessarily our ultimate truths. So how you see things really matters. Um, at the end of that podcast, I talked about seeing fruit within the barren tree. So if you don't know what that means, that means that you haven't listened to it. I almost said watch the podcast. You can't, you can't watch podcasts. You can only listen to them. But anyway, uh, go back and check those uh, two out. Let me know what you think. Uh, again, if you like both of them, uh, share it with your friends. So let's talk about the Bible, shall we? I want to begin by, uh, by mentioning a quote here. This quote is by Richard Balkum, and this is what he said. The biblical story's unity is broken and is neither complete nor perfect. I want you to think about the words that he used. Broken, incomplete, not perfect. What is he talking about? Uh, yeah, you guessed it. He's talking about the Bible. Uh, these words uh, aren't ones that we would typically use in talking about or describing the Bible, right? Do you agree or disagree with Balkum? Does it upset you? Does it make you mad? Uh, does it irritate you that someone would make such a statement? Now, I'll admit this is a bold statement. Um, very bold. And it knocks the spiritual breath out of you. But I think it's true. I said it, yes, I think it's true. And it's worthy of our consideration. So let's consider it. A couple of things first. Number one is this. 
we need to understand that the Bible contains the truth of God. Let's just stop there and affirm that statement. The Bible contains the truth of God. You will agree with that. I agree with that. Most people agree with that. Let's continue. But not everything in the Bible is literally true. Some people say, yeah, that's, uh, that makes sense. I can, I can, I can agree with that. I, I see what you're saying. Others of you are thinking, what? Are you telling me that everything in the Bible uh, is true, but there are some things that aren't literally, literally true? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, let's take, for example, Jonah. The story of Jonah um, is true, but is it literally true? The days of creation is true, but is it literally true? I'll have more to say about that in the future, but that's not the point of, of, uh, of this talk. I don't want to get side, sidetracked. So what I want to do in this podcast is I, I, want to be, I want to be fair in my approach to this topic because I am not above reproach. Um, but also, I don't think it's spiritually healthy to protect you from the Bible, which is happening too often in many of our churches. I misunderstand. I misapply. Given that proclivity, it's still not good for me to try to protect you from the Bible. Now, what do I mean by protecting you from the Bible? Well, a lot of times, Christians gloss over certain passages of Scripture because they make you feel uncomfortable or perhaps they are an affront to your spiritual walk. Now, this avoidance is understandable because the last thing someone wants to do is to rock your spiritual boat. Are you with me? However, we shouldn't deny the waves that are causing the boat to rock. Are you with me? Even though it makes us feel uncomfortable and we don't want to talk about it and we don't even want to see it, we cannot deny that there are waves that's causing the boat to rock. If we deny it, it only makes things worse. You see, what we should do is we should adjust our life or lives to the waves, enjoy the ride, and live to tell others about it, okay? So, let me say this. God is, is big. And we can say that God is bigger than your Bible. So, God is big, and yes, God is bigger than your Bible. Now, does the Bible contain the truth of God? Yes, of course. But can God be experienced outside of the Bible? Yes, of course. God is bigger than your Bible. If your faith is predicated upon scriptural cleanliness, it's going to, it's going to be hard to see the Bible as it actually is because your mind is preset to how the Bible works. Now, this preset mind, which I had at once uh, as well, uh, says that everything in the Bible can be justified and that there's logical consistency within the text. Are you with me? 
You see, I know what it's like to be of that mindset. I also know what it's like to avoid those hard passages of Scripture. And trust me, there are many hard passages of Scripture. What I'm inviting you to do isn't easy. I know. Listen, if I would have listened to a, uh, this kind of pod, a podcast 10 years ago, I would have thought that the guy or girl sharing this information is crazy. Really. And I would have called into question that person's Christianity. Yes, I would. So my point in saying that is to say, I understand the hesitation. And I also know that change doesn't happen overnight. But what I hope is that is that you'll start to think about some of these things. Listen, I'm not seeking agreement. I'm not asking you to agree with me. But what I am asking you uh, to do is to have honesty as you study and apply the scriptures. So we haven't even got into our Bible study yet. We're just kind of laying the foundation. Now, moving forward, it's, it's important to note that your thought or thoughts about the Bible can be very different than the Bible. If you think the Bible was divinely handed down to us without any human involvement, do as a good friend of mine says. If you have this belief, what he encourages people to do is to read it for yourself and you will see. (laughs) I love that, right? Because the truth of the matter is that most people know, know certain verses in the Bible. For, for example, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I mean, we have a couple of scriptures that we've memorized from, from childhood, right? But how many of us have actually taken the time to read the Bible in its totality? You know, what about the conquest, you know, where it seems like, you know, God is commanding the children of Israel to go out and to uh, commit genocide, to kill all of these nations simply because they have the wrong address? Huh? What? You see, if you think the Bible was divinely handed down to us without any human involvement, I encourage you just to go back and to read it for yourself, and you will see. Now, I'm not trying to disrupt your faith, nor am I trying to call into question the Bible. I'm simply trying to get us to read the Bible and to be honest with it. Now, there's this passage in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 6, And in this section of scripture, the Hebrew writer calls attention to the maturation of faith, that is, uh, a maturing faith. Uh, To mature in the faith isn't easy. I've struggled and wrestled with maturing in the faith, and to be quite honest with you, still do. But avoidance can't be an option for those who are on the spiritual path. Avoidance is debilitating, and it is the catalyst for spiritual lethargy. 
Listen, facing our fears or uncertainties and moving within them and even beyond them is the path to discovery. We need to be honest and be willing to reevaluate what we believe and why we believe it. You need to ask questions and you need to question answers. So, let's talk about the Bible, shall we? Or let's go a little deeper in our conversation about the Bible. A lot of people don't like to think of the Bible as a human book. By the way, the word uh, Bible in the Greek is biblion or biblios. And guess what it means? It means book. That's what it means. It means book. Nothing, you know, theological there, nothing insightful. Biblion simply means book. So a lot of people don't like to think of the Bible as a human book, but it is. Ancient humans wrote the Bible. The Bible wasn't channeled to them by God. You know, the early writers uh, didn't wake up from a trance and think, wow, look what I wrote. This is amazing. Can you believe it? Come on. I mean, seriously, come on. That's nonsensical. But unfortunately, that's a common view among many Christians. Now, in order to illustrate the humanness of the Bible, let's consider the betrayal of Judas. Okay, this is just one of many. And, and maybe in the future, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of these things. So, the betrayal of Judas... Let me begin with the question. Who betrayed Jesus? Well, you think, well, that's easy. That's easy. Judas did. Well, and you would be right, because Matthew chapter 26, uh, verses 14 through 16, tells us that Judas went to the chief priests and said, what will you give me if I betray him to you? You see, that's pretty straightforward, right? There's nothing... um, ambiguous about that. It's right there in your face. However, that's not what we read if you look at Luke's account. Matthew's account says that he was the one. You know, What would you give me if I betray him? But Luke's account tells us that Satan entered into Judas called Iscariot, who was one of the twelve. Well, here's my question. Who was it? Was it Judas, or was Judas led by Satan to betray Jesus? Well, I guess it depends on which author you read. It can't be both, right? Now, I know that's shocking, but let's, let's kind of dive a little deeper into this. Secondly, who bought the field of blood? Well, in Matthew chapter 27, verses 3 through 10, It tells us that the chief priest bought the field to bury strangers in. But Acts, uh, of course, Luke is the author there, uh, says something totally different. We're told that that Judas bought the, the field with his money. Again, who bought the field? Judas or the chief priest? It simply can't be both. And lastly, how did Judas die? 
Well, Acts 1, 18 and following tells us that he burst open in the middle and all his bowels gushed out. However, in Matthew chapter 27, verses 3 through 10, it tells us that Judas hanged himself. Well, how did Judas die? Again, it depends on which author you read. You see, my friends, the Bible, the book, is full of these tensions, these oddities, the bizarre, and the, quote, that doesn't make sense passage or passages. Let me ask you a question, and I really want you to consider this question, okay? Does the Bible need to fit together perfectly in order for it to be a source of inspiration to you? If the authors of the Bible didn't get everything right, does this invalidate the book? Should we just toss it in the garbage? Put it back on the bookshelf? Leave it alone? Don't study it, don't study it anymore? No, not at all. You see, I think the messiness of the Bible is what makes it inspired and inspiring. If we're going to take the Bible serious, we shouldn't try to make the Bible what it's not. It's not clean, nor is it perfectly knit together and coherent. It's not. Evidence with uh, Judas here, right? So many uh, differences, a lot of tension going on, right there. Is there truth in that story? Yes. Is everything literally true? Well, it can't be. Because one account says one thing and another account says something totally different. But is it true? Yes. Are there principles that we can glean from that story? Of course. Listen, I'm not suggesting that the Bible is useless, nor am I saying that it's uninspired or irrelevant to us. I'm saying that we should take it very serious. I've used that word over and over in this podcast because I really mean that. To take the Bible seriously means to understand it in its original context, not simply you know, building a theological system uh, because it sounds good or because it feels good. Are you with me? So we should take it very serious and acknowledge that it doesn't always line up. As much as we want it to, it doesn't always do it. You see, the Bible is messed up, but it's beautiful. Yes, it is. It's out of sync, but oh my goodness, it's flowing as well. It is fully human, fully human. I mean, that is evidence. All you got to do is read it. Fully human, but also it's fully divine. And it's all good. And every single person should read it. And if you read it, you will thoroughly Enjoy it. Guys, 
Thanks for listening to this podcast. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I'll be glad to interact with you. I may not know the answer, but you know we can study this together and try to arrive at you know some clarity. Uh, what I want us to do is to is to be honest with the Bible. The Bible is a beautiful book. It has touched thousands and thousands of lives. But we should not we should not ignore certain verses, certain sections. We need to deal with it um, correctly. You know, the Bible talks about handling the word of truth. Well, we need to handle it in context and deal with it and set aside our predetermined understanding of what it says and how it says it. Anyway, that's going to be another uh, talk for another day. God bless you guys, uh, and we'll talk later on. Bye.